You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy, and we are doing it different today. It's the first time ever Heating Up the UK has gone live for this special end-of-season podcast. Um, this is on Miami Heat UK TV, streaming, streaming live. It will be there forever, so if you've missed it, it will always be there. Please subscribe to Miami Heat. UK TV whilst you're there and it will also after tonight be uploaded to all the usual podcast platforms that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts etc so you'll always be able to find us on your favourite podcast platform. So guys we are here tonight with our usual stream team from Game Day from the UK so I'm delighted to be joined by my three guys John Jablonka, Sam Aquara, Danny Renaldon. John how are you? Hey I'm doing great thanks. Good good stuff mate. Sam you good? Yeah, hay fever's kicking my ass, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, this is not basketball, that's the thing. And, <laughs> uh, and Danny, how are you, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. Thanks. Good stuff, guys. It's been a little while since we last spoke. In fact, the last podcast we did, it seems like forever ago now, but it was previewing the Bucks series. There we were with lots of hype, with lots of hope. And the hopes were truly dashed, just in spectacular fashion dashed. The Bucks were and truly getting their revenge on us, sweeping us after a gallant first game where we took them to overtime, which could have gone either way. After that, let's be honest, it was no contest. So we're going to get into it. We're going to do a, uh, get through a fair bit today. We're going to get into a little bit about uh, what this season was and whether we think it was a failure, etc. We're going to have a look at sort of some of the key players now. Jimmy, Bam, Hero. Robinson, what this team's going to look like going forward. We're going to look at some free agent stuff. We're going to go through just a few things. Pat Riley's comments in his end of um, his, his end of season presser. We're going to get into it. But first of all, let's start. Danny, um, after, as we said, we was all full of hype. We thought this was going to, we, we thought we was going to give him a game here. And let's be honest, it wasn't, was it? It was no series. It was no contest. So what do we think, guys? Danny, was this season a failure after that? A first round exit? I don't know whether or not we was expecting maybe to repeat last year's. You know, we was always in that run. Maybe we always thought that on our day we could beat anybody. But, uh, you know, let, let, when we ended up not only going out in the first round, but just being swept aside, no contest really. Therefore, was this season a failure? Um, looking back on it, I think with the expectation that we had from last year, <laughs> cheers Pia uh, with the expectation that we had coming off last season I think it's, you could call this a failure I think um, you know I, I thought that at least at least you'd get to the conference finals um, you know this season uh, coming off of last year and the fact that you know we got swept in the first round is is just a major disappointment but it was kind of all signs pointed to that happening I guess um, or to something like that happening in the playoffs just due to the season that we had um, it was up and down all the way you know the whole season and it felt very much like that in the Bucks series as well you know it was very up and down there are moments there were flashes where you were thinking you know this was really good basketball especially game one like you said you know it's very close uh, that OT game that was really tense um, but we couldn't close it out like we closed OTs last year um, you know last year we were fierce in overtime this year, not so much, um, and it showed in the playoffs. We flamed out in the first round in a sweep, and yeah, I would say this is a disappointment. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think that look, once we got into that side of the draw, we was obviously we was looking for the four or five spot, a series against uh, even uh, the Knicks or the Hawks, and with that defeat um, to the Bucks with the in the second from last game, it, it pretty much resigned to the fact that we was going to be facing them. It was like both teams accepted that that was going to be the tie. Um, which surprised me a little bit. I thought maybe the Bucks wouldn't want any of that, that it would play on their minds, but clearly they, they wanted that game because they played hard in that game. Um, John, do you think that that once that side of the draw was sort of, it, it was put in place that we were going to be playing the Bucks? do you think that whatever happened then, it gave the Heat maybe that little sort of relief, the fact that, okay, if we go out first round, we've gone out to the Bucks, which is no shame. But what the reason why I asked Danny was it a failure is because 
there was no contest in that. We 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 didn't offer them anything other than a battle in game one. It was boy, it was men versus boys, and that's why I asked that. Was it a failure? So do you think that once that that sort of side of the draw got you know put in place, do you think that the Heat maybe looked at it as though well, you know, if we're going to go out, we've gone out to a good team. Yeah, that's why I was um, always thinking um, we shouldn't push for four or five because I don't think this season showed that we were even good enough to make a deep playoff run. We'd probably lose to the Sixers considering how we played versus the Bucks. So that's why I wanted to just play the toughest team, the Nets or the Bucks. But I wasn't seeing uh, a sweep by 30 mm. points almost every game. I was thinking the games would be more like the first games. So that's what makes it a failure. But yeah, I think we got fooled by the last season that we're thinking this this team is actually good enough to compete when it wasn't. I, th- I think that's I think that there is a bit of that. I think you're right. I think that um, it just annoys me a little bit when you see that 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 first round against say the Hawks that it probably would have been against the Hawks. You know, you you would that would still have been a very tasty game, but you would have looked at that. Then you look at what they've done now, already taking game one against the Sixers in their own arena, which just doesn't happen. Um, you just think, wow, that, that really was, the. It, it, when you look back at it now, and I know it's high sign, you really look at that now and think that was the way, really. If we was going to try and get anything, we was going to repeat that. That was the side of the draw to get on. But look, it didn't happen. It That was that. Um, Sam, uh, we have to ask the question then. Have this team regressed from last year? Because it's very much the same sort of roster, barring a couple of teams. But uh, sorry, barring a couple of players. But as I said, uh, 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 who holds their head up here and say they've improved as a player? Um, I want to say by default this team has has digressed, and it's not in actuality. It's just the fact that every other team has improved, and we. I see yeah. marginally just improved. We've got you have a look at what the Nets are doing right now, and they've gone right out the park. We've just played Milwaukee, and you've seen what happened with Drew Holiday. And we've been drumming this from the start of the season that everyone seems to be getting better, and we just hope to get into stride before the playoffs. And I guess it just wasn't enough. We just needed to get better in mm. terms of manpower. Yep. Uh, talking about manpower, power, we've got some comments here um, already. If anyone's in the comments, by the way, fire them away. Um, I know that people that will be going to be listening on the podcast won't see them, but I'll read them out. We're going to answer questions all the way through this. Grant saying, my favourite part of the season with us being linked to everyone from James Harden to Bugs Bunny. Um, now, talking about James Harden there, a lot of people jumped straight on that, straight after the, the sweep, said all the usual things that we probably knew was going to happen, but there's nothing here, Danny, is there, that the Heat could have done with this James Harden thing. People need to remember that, it, that, that a lot of people are, are, are biting and going straight back in for that. Oh, the Heat didn't want to give up Tyler Hero to get James Harden. Let's put it in perspective, Danny, right? We had no chance with this trade, did we? They had nothing that we was interested in. No, it was a question of throwing the kitchen sink and more um, at the Rockets uh, to get James Harden. And even then... Uh, did we have the the assets that they they wanted? And the answer was no. Um, you know, it was said that, that you know James Harden would like to play here, but his preferred destination was Brooklyn at the time. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn had the assets, uh, you know, that they wanted, um, and it just didn't pan out. And you know, it's very easy to say that you know Pat didn't want to give up Tyler Hero for James Harden, but that's just not the case. We all know that's not the case, but you know the trolls on Twitter and stuff that they, mm-hmm. they don't. So um yeah, it was just it was just, you know, we we weren't gonna trade every single piece that we had for James Harden if that was even going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um because you know Pat is a bit sentimental and he does like the guys on the team. So you know it's a it's a difficult balance but even then like like I said Brooklyn probably weren't going to take us anyway. So no, I said that's from from what we all hear. Um, there was nothing uh, the Rockets, really. The, there was nothing really that uh, that that the Rockets had um, that was interesting them at all from Miami. Um, and you know, you are right. There, what he was on the shortlist. I think he was always going to put that shortlist out there. But everybody knows the first team he said when this trait when he said get me out of Houston. The idea that he said to his agent. Do whatever you can to get me to Brooklyn. So he ended up in Brooklyn and that's it. So I just wanted to nip that in the bud because, again, even though the trolls were there, it, it annoyed me that that narrative was still around and it was nothing to do with Tyler Hero. Well, I'll just point him um, because the Dame conversation came up and the, I saw Paul, would you trade Bam for Dame? Would you trade Bam for Harden then? 
if because Rockets would probably want Bam instead. Mm. So would you trade Bam for him? Well, that, no, that, that, that's, that is that is a good point as well because everybody just thinks, oh, well, you can't include Bam and Jimmy. Well, then you're not going to get a superstar then. So it's the same thing with with Dame. I mean, if 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 you're going to get Dame, you're going to have to give up Bam. So it's the same thing. The Heat have got to make that that decision. It is a tough one. Um, I'm sort of uh, Dame's biggest fan, so I would probably <laughs> I would probably drive Bam there. But it's certainly not something that um, I would be faster either way. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's our future. Bam is our future. So uh, we'll get on to Dame in a little while. We're going to maybe sort of end with uh, with how we might might be able to to get that wow at the end of the show. Um, but let's come on. We're going to talk about uh, a few players here. We're going to talk about Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, and Duncan predominantly. Let's start with Jimmy, John. Um, his Judas extension. From everything we hear, he's going to get this extension. First of all, your thoughts on that? Is he is is he worth it? Is it is it the is it the right thing to do? Yeah, the t- uh, the Heat should give him the max. Um, I don't think he would be worth the max, but you got to do. You, that's what um, you need to do to keep superstars these days. So he will have to get in. Should um, and I wouldn't. He shouldn't even consider in like taking a pay cut or anything. Uh, but I don't think Jimmy at 35 would be worth 50 mil. No. But he could be another CP3 example. But. Yeah, I, I think that... The, the, I mean, I hate the Supermax and all these extensions and all that. I've always hated I just think it cripples anybody. It doesn't matter how good a team is or how good a player is, sorry. Um, you know, unless you're Kawhi, KD or LeBron, I don't think anybody's worth that. I just think that whatever it is, it gives you no flexibility. So I never liked it. But having said that, it's there. You want this superstar, whether you call superstar, whether you call Jimmy a superstar or not, is up to you. But we know what he brings this team, so it's not his fault. He will always get paid. Never should a player feel bad about taking that money. They've earned it. He's going to take it. It shouldn't be up to him taking a discount to maybe give you more flexibility. He'll take it. What's on offer that is due to him. So you can't want a star and then moan that you've got to pay a star. So I think it's going to happen. I think it should happen. I think it will happen. Um, Having said that, Sam, Jimmy uh, sort of gave the usual sort of song and dance as we got, as he did last year, the arrogance, the confidence, the stupidly locked in stuff that he came out with. Um, we didn't see in much of it this year. Uh, it felt like to me, Sam, he gave up a little bit after this, uh, after maybe the second game, maybe or the third game. It, he just felt that this group wasn't what we saw, what he saw maybe in last year's group where he was literally blood, sweat and tears. We didn't see that much. Didn't see much takeover, Jimmy. What do you think? Do you think that's fair or not? Um, I agree. We didn't, I, I don't even need to agree. It's obvious. We didn't see much from Jimmy and um, similar with Bam. But um, for me, I feel it's collective. It just doesn't boil down to Jimmy alone. Jimmy could have stepped off in specific games. We saw what he did in game one. His shot wasn't falling, but he took charge. He went to the free throw line. He drove to the basket when he had to. Game two, three, and four was just an eyesore. Bam, games one to four, we were just not pleased with what we we saw from him. Um, I'm going to take it a step further and say Eric Spolstra. I think he's the one person that let me down. Um, Mm -hmm. Coming into the series, there was all this talk about how it's going to, the biggest matchup will be on the benches. It will be Spo versus Coach Buddenholz, and you could actually see what Steve Nash is doing to Bud right now. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what I expected from Spo, but it's collective. I think every man's responsible for how this season went down and there's got to be a lot of soul searching this off season if mm. we want to get back to where we were last year. Yeah, I think, that, um, yeah, I mean, you, you're absolutely right. I think it's been covered quite well through various podcasts that there was, um, you know, that, that, that we just didn't see Spo adapt to what he would usually do. This is normally the sort of thing that he'd love, you know, uh, a, a seven-game series against any, any other one, one, any one team. You normally see Spo come out on top and he didn't, it just didn't happen for him, but it didn't happen for the whole group, really. Um, just staying on on Jimmy then, um, Danny, do you think that he can... I mean, he is our leader. He is our star, without without a doubt. But if we're going to win a championship, and I know we came very close last year to winning the championship, but can Jimmy Butler be the one, like the number one option on a title-winning team? Or do you see him as just one of the very best second options? And it's something that the Heat will need to address maybe in the summer if we're going to get over the hump? Uh, if you're talking about, um, you know, the the number one offensive option, then no. Um, mm-hmm. Jimmy uh, is very much 
more the sort of emotional leader of the group um and he puts his kind of heart and soul into into each game and 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 gives you all he can every night um so in that respect he is our number one guy because the team goes as jimmy goes and they sort of they they should follow his 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 lead you know um but in terms of um you know can he be the the number one guy on a championship team um like the number one offensive guy then no um i think you need uh, another guy um almost like a 1.5 kind of guy uh to you know to to kind of to give him a bit of support because you didn't get that from bam you know bam's supposed to be that number 2 guy um next to jimmy and you, you know we didn't really get mm. um we, we didn't really get that from bam so uh so no. yeah i i think um those two alone can't do it no okay that's good and we're going to come on to that in a second especially with bam next one more question on jimmy john um there was a bit of friction, maybe a bit of a bit of talk, sort of that leaked about some unrest in the train, in sort of like a bit of confrontation with coaching staff, with Butler, with playing staff, etc. Is that just the way a sort of well knit championship like a team will roll, or should is there anything to be concerned about there? I think Pat sort of brought it up as go, you don't want everything all you know lovey dovey in there. You want that bit of friction. That's you know you, that, that's part of part and parcel of it. Is there anything here that anybody should be worried about? No, I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't take Spo or anyone on the Heat team to just take it personally, like the Wolves or something. But um, yeah, like Pat said, it's not always going to be nice in the locker room. And I think the Heat are ready for that. They know that he doesn't mean anything by it um, and that he's the leader. So I wouldn't take anything like that from whatever anyone said. I I agree. The bottom line is, is that the team the team's mentality is aligned with Jimmy's mentality, which is we just want to win. And I think if anything's not showing that, whether it be maybe uh, coaching decisions or playing you know, personnel or whatever it may be, you know, they're going to they're gonna voice their opinions because they're winners. So I don't think there's anything to worry about there. You definitely missed a, a bit of a spark, I feel like, uh, this season compared to last season. It yeah. didn't feel like a collective unit like it did last year. Um, mm-hmm. And I think although you can't take, you know, these rumors about this, this, you know, these confrontations, the things inside the locker room, you know, you take them with a pinch of salt, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if there was like a little bit of, of friction that we should maybe worry about. I'm not saying that's true. And I'm not saying that's, you know, that is what happened, but just from an eye test perspective, seeing last season and the camaraderie with this group compared to, to this season, um, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there was a little bit of tension here and there because they weren't performing to the way that, you know, we expected them to. So, um, you know, it's always going to be testing the locker room. Uh, you know, it's a competitive sport, but but um, but yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe maybe those rumours were, you know, slightly true, but maybe over-exaggerated a little bit. I don't know. But, but we also have to consider, like, um, just like how the Lakers have just been knocked out of the playoffs, we've gone out in the first round, and this is after a long stretch of the bubble where the whole team were, like, cramped together for, I can't mm. remember how long, and then the short off-season, and it's back to this season with, strict restrictions on um what was it just te- team time in terms of like videos uh mm. video stuff and it's just been a, a weird season off the oh, back look. of even worse season so yeah 100% that, that that is that is a fair point to bring up because the, we, we know that all the teams that had a short off season have struggled this year um, so that is a fair point to bring up, but it brought me back to the very first question. You said it looked like Jimmy gave up on this group because, to your point there, Danny, uh, the camaraderie it was just like chalk and cheese. You just saw Jimmy with fire in his belly last year, and that was a fundamental reason of why we went all that way. Uh, and just didn't see it, just didn't see it this year. So, um, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, um, he's going to get paid, we're going to make moves, we're going to we're going to try and move this along for Jimmy's timeline. So, it's going to be a really interesting summer, but we'll come on to all of that in a second. Let's move on to Bam. Um, Sam, stand with you. Um, first question on Bam. I asked Greg Sylvander in one of the preview Bucks series games, has Bam Adebayo improved this season? And he said, yes. I think that's fair and I think he has, but then he was completely ineffective, completely ineffective in that series. And it made you realise that he's still got a very long way to go, which is not an unreasonable thing to say. So I'll ask you the same question. Has Bam Adebayo improved this season? Absolutely, and we could all see it. Um, although it wasn't to the level that we wanted it, and it didn't come at times when we wanted it, it was obvious to see how he's improved. Just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of the regular season game with 
the nets where the ball was in Bam's hand at the end of the game, he took us home. And loads of other games where he, after he'd been called out that he just put in a monster performance, he took he took offensive charge and he just balled out. But it'll be unfair to say he hasn't improved. He's definitely improved. Might not be to the extent at which most people would like, but he's definitely improved. Yeah. Um, John, come back to you a sec. The um, sort of main heat Twitter grumble throughout this season was the same thing we'd heard a lot, which was Bam saying on defeats that he's not effective, sorry, that he's not aggressive enough. Um, we've seen improvements from his game. We're 100%. This mid-range that he'd worked on had become uh, a big point of it. But that's something that's not going to be tolerated really going forward next year, is it? I think, is, that, is it fair to say that before we start looking at him bringing out a three-point shot or whatever that may be, that he dominates his opponent more? He shows more aggressive. He looks at the basket. He doesn't just look for the shooter. Um, is that the first thing that's got to be addressed for him to take this next step? Yeah, and that's the most annoying part because it's not his basketball skills that's questioned. Um, it's just his mental um I think even it was Eric Reed that got annoyed when he had um, some little guy on him and he travelled. He, he wasn't even looking at the rim. Mm. That's not anything about his, he he can't like shoot it. He just didn't want to shoot it, and that's that's what that's the main main problem with him. And I think another off season with Jimmy, maybe a just another off season to get his like, mind right, get his mentality right for the next season. Yeah, and I think that it, it can maybe point back a little bit to coaching as well because it might not just be the Jimmy thing. It might be that the fact that, that you know the, the main play is to to look for the shooter, for the dribble handoff with Duncan. It's been so successful for so long. So, and I think Pat had maybe a little bit of an underlying dig there at, at that in his presser to say that, you know, maybe that, that the, the structure of how we use Bam has got to change because he's got all the tools there, hasn't he? I can see, Danny, you're, you're nodding along. You, yeah. you agree with this? Yeah, it's just it's. I've been saying it since I think I think the first time I sort of brought it up was I think when we had Yanni on um, for one of our pre-game streams, and it just felt to me like um, you know it's 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 definitely on Bam. He needs to be more aggressive. You know, he needs that mentality, that killer mentality that he just doesn't have yet. Um, and you know, uh, pointing out you know something uh, that one of the uh, you know I think Ethan Skolnick from Five Reasons said you know that that maybe it's because, you know, he, he he's never really grown up as that kind of player. So it's, you know, can that be learnt or do you have to be born with that? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll mm. see. Um, yeah. But also I think it does rest on Spo. And I think, you know, he, like I've said this a couple of times, but I don't think Bam has been given the keys to be free in the offence. Uh, he's very much the facilitator on that, on the offensive end. Um, and it only seems to be when he's called out on it by his teammates where he comes up and he's aggressive. Mm. Um, so I think it lands on both of them. I think they need to have a little rethink as to how they use BAM, uh, like what Pat said in the presser. Um, and yeah, just, you know, before we think about three-point shooting, we need to first learn how to dominate inside. And I think that's what next season is going to be all about for BAM. Mm. That's really, really well summarised, mate. Um, I think that, Sam, just the final question then on Bam, on the back of what Danny just said there. That's a lot to improve on. That's a lot that he knows he's got to do. I completely believe that he's got the capabilities and the mindset to do that. Do we ever think he will be that impact player, that num that 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 takeover player, that Jokic, that Embiid, that you know you can just go, we're going to win the game because he's on our team? Or do you just not think that maybe that is part of his game, that he'll always be an elite player, an elite centre, but he's not going to ever be that takeover player? Or do you think that we've got to just look back and think, hang on, this guy's still only 23 years old. He's got a lot of learning to do. He's making strides. Let's just give him a bit more time. I mean, we have seen instances where he has been that kind of player. Um, glaringly in the last playoff, especially the Boston series, his him being on the court was a good part of why we're able to win that series. I feel the question is, will we be able to see that part of him consistently? And I believe it's something he can work on. Um, and I hope it's something he'll be bringing on to the next season. Mm -hmm. Okay, good I'll stuff. Add, um, Go for it, John. So I always see him as a Draymond-type player, um, mm -hmm. just a ceiling raiser. But like you said, um, he's only 23, 24, and Jokic is 27, and yeah. only just like broke up two, three seasons ago. So I think right now... He still is this just the passive ceiling guy, but he has the tools to be a Jokic. I just think we need to give him more time. Yep. 
Not completely fair enough. Okay, let's see what happens with Bam. Important off-season for him. Um, we'll see what happens. Right, let's move on. Tyler Harrow. Um, Pat had some big words to say about him. You know, this is someone that, um, you know, uh, maybe I think it's very fair to say that we have seen regression for him. I think that's not a criticism because we had high hopes of him. But he's had an off. Uh, he's had. He's basically since he's come into the franchise, he's basically played basketball for two years nonstop, pretty much. This guy. And I know he's a young guy, but there's no development. There's been no way to start. You know, to to get a full off season with him to get to work on things. We tried him at point guard. It didn't happen. He went back to shooting guard. He's had his injury problems with that foot and so on. Um, and he's had all this hype and his expectation over him. But despite that, Pat had some good words to say about him. He called him an elite ball handler. John, I'll start with you. Do you think that Tyler will ever be the guy that maybe Heat Twitter or Heat Nation expect him or want him to be, which is maybe this third piece? Or do you think that if he's going to be your third piece, then really we're not going to be going too far? Because what is his ceiling here? Is it? I mean, do we do we think that he could be this? You know, we, we was criticised, or we, it almost seems laughable now that we we sort of built him up to be in this Devon Booker mould. Well, at the moment, he's nowhere near that. Booker's made another incredible leap this year. Um, have we got to manage our expectations? Do we think that he will ever get to those levels, or do we just got to accept that he's just going to be a nice role player throughout his career? I don't think you can set a ceiling on a young guy like that, as, yep. especially a guard, because um, they break out later. But if I had to put out give him a CJ type ceiling, not an all-star, maybe an all-star if he's lucky, but not, I, don't, I wouldn't put him as a all-NBA consistent all-star though. No. Okay. So Sam, do you think then that, that if his ceiling is maybe one, two-time all-star and you've got a player there that John just mentioned, like CJ McCollum, um, who you never know, could be available. Portland could do some bits this season. Tyler would maybe be their most tradable asset. Is it fair to say that, first and foremost, is, is Tyler Hero our most tradable asset? And if that's the case, if we're saying that he's maybe at his very best a single or two-time All-Star maybe, well, why not go and get CJ McCollum, who is pretty much at that level now? Um, is he our best tradable asset? I might have to say yes when you have when you consider the contract as well, because obviously he's on his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Um would I trade him for someone the likes of CJ McCollum? Putting next season into consideration, I'd say no, because we're talking financials again, and I'm at the point where I say we need a whale. We need a big guy, and CJ McCollum is not big enough. Okay, fine. But we're gonna we're gonna do Duncan in a second, and then we're gonna talk about players and where how this maybe the money works and how and where we go because. It could be a complete overhaul. It could be a tweak. We'll get into all this in a minute. Um, one more thing on on Tyler, Danny. Do you think then that um, he sees Jimmy's cycle through? Because Jimmy's got maybe another three years of being at a title-winning level. He's still always going to be a great player because of the way he's conditioned and the way he keeps himself. But we're maybe saying that maybe two or three more years of what we've seen of Jimmy in a Heat uniform so far is what we're going to get. Does Tyler see that through? Uh, really difficult to say, um, but if you're basing it on the, the Jimmy timetable and optimizing your your team around Jimmy uh, and his sort of peak level, then he's he's not really on that level, right? He's still at this development stage. So, um, you know, he, I think I think he could possibly be our one of one of our most tradable assets. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in that win now mode, which we always are, and you're on Jimmy's timetable, then, well, if you can get someone good for, you know, a package package Tyler with someone, um, I think you get him to, to balance that timetable and Jimmy's timetable, I think. Yeah, I think that um, it's, it's probably an unfair question because it could go either way. And um, I, I, would want, I really want to see Tyler next year. I want to see him with a full off season behind him. And I want to see him develop into a player that I know he is and what we saw in year one. I've just got a feeling that we're not going to see Tyler Herrera in a Heat uniform anymore. I think we're done. I think he's, I think he's going to be traded for somebody. But we'll get into that in a second. Last player. Let's come on to Duncan Robinson. We've spoke about him all year, John. We've spoke about this dilemma about do we pay him and what he's worth and so on. Um, it's either now he re-signs or he's going to be maybe a sign and trade sort of bait to get this next player. Because um, we're not letting him walk, are we? What's going to happen here? What do we think? I think it just depends on how much he asks for. Yeah. 
um, this is the second. Like, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say he played bad when it was against um, Bucks. They were a good defensive team, and I mean he's um, got he got like seven threes in the. I think what do you go? Yeah, first 10, game, and then he just. First game, first game he was on fire and then they just adapted to him and he never had a look in after that. Yeah, he's easily adaptable. That's what happened to last year playoffs as well. But then the whole regular season he was again on a historic pace. Um yeah, I think it just depends if he asks for a lot, but I don't think he can. I don't think he has the leverage to ask for more because of the series. Mm -hmm. So go on, Danny. Well, it depends on what other teams are willing to... This is what I was just about to say. So that, that was the next thing. Is look, uh, when, when he was asked, he said, look, first and foremost, I've got to find myself a good fit um, because there's no guarantee he's obviously coming back to the heat. I think maybe his preference is going to be that. But Sam, do you think that he goes out, tests the water, and someone's going to put that offer sheet in front of him in that region of around 18 to 20 million? And if so, what do we do? Match it? I don't want to... I don't want to put a figure on it, but Duncan Robinson will get however much he wants this offseason because I can count on two hands how many elite sharpshooters there are in the league. Like I heard this recently. I can't remember where, but there are shooters and then there are shooters. And mm. Duncan, Duncan Robinson has earned the right as a shooter and we just have to pay him. Um, we just have to suck it up and pay him and find a way to make the books work because you, you can't let that sort of talent get away. Okay, well, well, I'm going to come on. We've got, I've got one more question on, on Duncan and then we're going to come on to if we pay him, as Sam is saying, pay him, Sam is saying, then what that means then for uh, for potential targets because it won't then immediately mean that we've got that much room left to, uh, to to maybe get this team up to championship sort of contending level. But we're coming to it. One more question on uh, Duncan, Danny. I put a poll out a day or two ago about two impending free agents, Duncan Robinson and Tim Hardaway Jr. Jr. on Dallas. Um, I think that's a tough one. I think if you had to sign one, if you had one guy only, who would you go for? Duncan won that poll. Um, well, I think that's quite a tight question. What do you think? Yeah, it's difficult. I didn't see that poll, actually. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is very streaky. Uh, he can get hot, and when he got a hot hand, he's almost unstoppable. Sometimes uh, yeah. he looks quite elite, actually, when he's when he's rolling. Um, but like uh, Sam said, you know, Duncan Robertson is an elite three-point shooter. He is arguably one of one of, if not the best, true three-point shooters in the league. Um, so um, I, I would say I would I would rather Duncan. Um, but when we circle back to the would you pay, you know, what, what are we doing with the Duncan situation? I'll I'll let you know. Yeah. I already know, but I'll let you know. <laughs> it's it's pretty much like, isn't it? Um, John, I can see you sort of clicking away there. Does that mean you're looking at stats or comparisons between the two? Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, the hardaway stats. I knew it. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us, man? Um, yeah, Hardaway Jr. is not really... Uh, he's also a really good three-point shooter as well. Um, yep. Almost 40% in the last two seasons on mm. over seven attempts. Yeah, um, and he's better defensively as well. He's, 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 a, he's a decent defender. And he can actually create his shot more easier than Duncan. He won't be a better shooter or catch-and-shoot catch and shooter. Yeah. But I think with Jimmy and Bam, I think this would be more valuable to the offence. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Well, before we move on, then let's just go around very quickly. One word answer: um, Tim or Duncan? John. I say Tim. Tim, Sam. Duncan. Duncan, Danny. I mean, if I had to choose uh, Duncan, but I don't think Duncan's gonna. I don't know. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> right, let's get on to the overhaul. Before we do, Grant has asked, uh, I think we'll see none leave for sure, sadly. Um, I think you're bang on, uh, Grant. I don't see any way um, Kendrick comes back to the heat. I think the Knicks or somebody like that are going to throw around 15 million at him. Um, and I don't think the, uh, the, the heat will match that. Uh, anybody see any reason before we move on? Uh, anybody see any way, shape or form that Kendrick is back on the heat next year? If we can't find a point guard on the market. Um, the only way I see Kendrick coming back next year is if Pat says run it back. 
and I'd be so upset. He's not going to run this we're, back. We're not running this team back. No, no chance. No, sentimental shits out the window now. Exactly that. Exactly that. John, what do you think? Yeah, he's not coming back. Maybe <laughs> a sign and trade uh, will be an option for them for us, but I don't think he he won't be coming back. I think okay. he'll get paid though. He will get, get paid. paid by someone. He will get yeah. paid, and and to be fair, I hope he does because he's earned he's earned that. You know, he was a, he was a G League player. He was a nothing player. Um, he's earned that bag. He'll go and get fifteen million from somebody, and well done to him. Um, but yeah, he's not coming. He's not coming back. I'll be I'll be shocked if he's coming back. So let's let's get onto it then, guys. Um, we're going to talk about a few free agents and how this team could be constructed. First of all, Danny, do you think this does need a complete overhaul, or is there just tweaks needed here? Because what we've learned from Pat's comments again, really, is it's Bam and it's Jimmy. Everybody else is on the table if the right player is along. What will you? What do you overridingly see this being here? Do you think this will be a complete overhaul? Because it's been, you know, it, it hasn't been a successful season. It hasn't been a car crash. It hasn't been a disaster, but it's not been a successful. Pat's last words were, or one of the last words were, when asked about that Buck series, he said it was bad. And that's quite damning on everybody, players, coaches, everything, for your president, your boss to say that was bad. So do we think that this will be a complete overhaul or do you think that it will be first and foremost point guard, scorer and whatever else? Or do you think that what, – what, what's your thoughts, mate? Well, I think uh, if you want a point guard, if you want a scorer, if you want a four, a decent four or a five to go next to um, Bam – then you are almost looking at a complete overhaul at that point anyway. Um, and I think that is what's coming. Like, I've just got this feeling that, uh, you know, I I don't know if... I don't know if people like Goran Dragic are even going to be on the team next season. Um, you know, and I, and I love Goran. Um, but uh, if you're wanting to, to attract, you know, some marquee free agents uh, or, or get some big sign-and-trades going, then you're going to have to gut the roster... Um, and I think uh, the fact that, you know, uh, Pat was basically just saying, you know, Jimmy and Bam, mm. he didn't he didn't mention anybody else. I mean, obviously, he mentioned them later on in the presser. But at the beginning, it was basically like you said, it was Jimmy and Bam are the core of this team and everybody else. Nothing is else. Yep, yeah. So um, I see a big reshuffle um, and I look forward to it as well. Actually, I'm quite excited because if it does yep. happen, it's, it's, it's exciting stuff. It is, yeah, 100%. Uh, John, there's flexibility here, 100%, because we've got um, four players, I think, maybe five, uh, that are actually guaranteed money next year. Um, what do you think here with the team options on people like Dragic and Iguodala, who have big team options? Um, they're obviously not going to come back for that money. and They're either going to come back on a short, on a short one-year low deal, or we're going to use that money to maybe look for a sign-and-trade to get another star, maybe. What do you think? How do you think that they're going to play this? I think Dragic should be a safe bet that he comes back on a minimum-ish deal. Um, yeah, I think that's, that will be the most sentimental thing Pat will do to bring him back on a minimum because uh, he's still good. Um, he just needs rest and get his health back. But as for Iggy, I think he's definitely gone. Mm. I don't see how, why would we even bring him back. So um, so do you think then that you said like a sentimental thing? Do you think Pat's still feeling that way? Do you think he looks at this team now and thinks the sentiments are going out the window? I mean, I bet he's Goran and we love him and he's, you know, his jersey's going to go in the rafters, we hope. But do you not think that maybe that would be better that that sort of money can be used to attract the mm -hmm. star? Will that even be a big difference if you've got a minimum? Uh, um, I don't think Dragic would ask for a big... Contract. Well, the team, the team option is about 19 million. Oh, yeah, they would definitely decline that. But, um, yeah, mm. then just it depends, on, it depends on, yeah, it just depends on, um, the ask from Goran, right? And uh, uh, the, from the team, uh, and what he's willing to come back for. And if, if it's too high, then you know, you sign him, you trade him. Yeah. Okay. Sam, I mean, I'm on. sad about that. You know, that, that would hurt me a lot because I love yeah. Goran. We all love Goran, but, um, of course. If if you want this, I think it's at a point now, especially after last uh, this, you know, the playoffs. So it's at the point now where it's just like you can't be sentimental anymore. He, Pat has made too many sentimental moves in these past couple of seasons, and it's just okay. Let's go. Let's go old school. Let's just blow it up and 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 retool. I think. 
And you've got to remember that Pat is 75, 76 years old. So he's going to look at this go, I've got Jimmy's timeline because it's on the same sort of timeline as I'm working on. Um, so we'll see. There, It's going to be, as you said, it's going to be really interesting. That's the, that's the most intriguing part, I think, of this offseason, what happens with, that, with, with those big contracts on team options. Um, Sam, do you think that... Uh, what do you think is the most important thing? I think we've asked this before here, but do you think the, the, the most important way forward here, the first, the priority, if you like, is going to be a true point guard, a Carl Lowry, for example? Or do you think that we've got to look, we've got to get some size in there? Do you think someone next to Bam in the four um, is, is maybe the, the way we look? Or a three-level scorer, somebody who's going to get you that 25 points a night guaranteed? I think the I think maybe the, the, the look here will be they will try and address at least two of those options. And I've got every faith in them, by the way, that they can do that. But first of all, the question, what would you, you prioritise here for the Heat out of those three glaring issues? I'd say a three-level scorer. Right now, what we need is a three-level scorer. And if we can get it at the point guard position, that would be fantastic. But um, preferably, I'd like... I'm looking at the free agents list... And there's nothing fantastic about this about this free agency. I think the top dogs in this year's free agency is Chris Paul, who I think is on a player option. Yeah, player option, yeah. I think it's the same with Kyle Lowry as well. Uh, Kyle's an unrestricted free agent. Is he? So, yeah, we've yep. got Chris Paul, we've got Kyle Lowry, DeRozan. Yeah. Nothing fantastic. Like, Pat's got to really put Paul the Rabbit out the hat this year. Which is... Which is why then you look at the Goran contract and the Iggy contract and you think, well, how are we going to get these these guys in a trade if we get sentimental and we keep Goran? You know, we need to we need to match this money somehow. That's mm. that's that's the issue. This is it. This is it. See, the free agents thing is sort of in our control. I can I, I personally think the the number one option here, the the guy that we're going to go for, will be Kyle. I think there's a relationship with Jimmy. I think he's a you know is even at his age. I think he's a guy that we, we that would slip in seamlessly to what we are um, a defense minded uh, ball handling point guard who can score still, who can handle the ball, who can you know facilitate everything. I think that that will be. I personally would be very surprised if we don't have Carl on the on the team next year. What really? the next move then? Yeah, personally, I think that that will be done. Um, I think that the, I think that the, I think there was big shocks all the way around that that didn't get done on trade deadline. I think that that was almost expected to happen mm. across uh, the board there with with the Heat and with Kyle. Um, I think I'll be very surprised personally if that doesn't happen. So what will now facilitate what goes next then is what number that is because what Carl brings in then sort of makes you then start to do the sums of what we can then afford, i.e. a DeRozan, who, again, I think would be perfect, somebody that can still get you buckets constantly. Um, Danny, what do you think? Do you think that that's a, a realistic? Do you think that, first and foremost, maybe they're the two that Pat is going to look at? Kyle plus player, i.e. a DeRozan? Yeah, I think it's... I, I'm with you. I think it's almost a guarantee at this point that Kyle comes to Miami. Um, just the way that uh, the, uh, the trade deadline sort of worked out, it was a shock that that wasn't uh, that wasn't sort of that wasn't made. So, no, I, I agree with you there. In terms of you know and someone else, that's the big question for me. Um, it's a it's a big right for me. It's a it's a big next to Bam. Um, okay. I don't really. I don't really know, though. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, I've seen a lot of sort of Porzingis, marketing stuff going around. Um, I mean, you don't like that. I mean, I, I don't particularly like that. Um, Markkinen, I like Markkinen. I think mm -hmm. he's got a lot of potential. Um, I'd, I'd have to think more about uh, the big situation because there's not a lot of bigs that I can see getting traded here, to be honest, that is going to impact the team at the level that we need, um, yeah, you know, spreading the floor. Oh, sorry. The one thing that was plus this offseason, this playoffs until the end of the season was Dwayne Dedman. And I believe it was in his his postseason press conference or some interview where he mentioned that he's still learning the, the plays that the Heat run. So I'd like to see him on the team next year. And this time, a lot more time he spent on the team, hopefully it'll be a lot more impactful. 
I, pers- I personally think that both Dwayne Deadman and Ariza will probably be back next year. I think Deadman almost certainly. I think Vets minimum, I think he's just been, uh, it, it, it suits him to be back next year. I think it suits us, him, all way, all way around there. Uh, that seems like a good move. Ariza depends what he wants to do because he might mm. command some money and it's not something we're going to throw money at. I think he's been very impactful, very good, but I wouldn't want to be paying him anything more than really that minimum deal. Uh, what do you think about that, John? Just before we move on to uh, one last question, do you think that we will see Ariza and Deadman back? I think we'll definitely see Deadman back. Um, mm. Another free free agent. You you already mentioned this once, uh, Khalil Linick. Yes, Khalil. <laughs> say yes. Uh, yes to that. Looking about bigs with that. Bam, um, he'd probably fit right in. He he already knows the plays or or all that stuff. Well, he's not going to be—he's not going to be bringing in eleven odd million again, is he? So you never know. Yeah, it could be. I mean, he, he was brilliant in Houston. Although to be fair, he was the only one maybe trying in Houston uh, when he went there. So you know, I wouldn't be sad to see Kells back, but um, I don't know. I think that that might, might be a little bit down the list uh, to see what happens. But it depends what money is available at the end of it. Um, also forgot um, Oladipo yep. still on the team. That was my next question, mate. Thank you very much. In fact, now you can answer it. Oladipo. He seems like the forgotten guy, really, doesn't he, here? Um, what do you think happens now? Because he's not going to get paid. No one's going to be throwing money at a player that's got this clear injury record here that no one knows the availability. No one's going to be throwing big money here. Um, do we see him on a heat? He's going to be working out with us. He's going to be spending the summer there. Do we see there any being any future, any way here that Vic is back in Miami? Uh, we think it will be maybe November, they said, before he's back playing contact basketball again. So that's not horrific. He'll be back for sort of the start of the season. Vic in Miami next year, yes or no, mate? Um, I think the way Pat said they're going to keep monitoring him over the off-season. And I think if they find it, he's at full health, they may bring him back. But if there's any any like questions about his health, I don't see him coming back. Might as well just get someone else that will at least be on the court playing. Yep, fair enough. I I, I really really liked his sort of four games that he played for us. We, we all did, man. We all I, did. I I really really liked it. I thought it was amazing. It brought this sort of energy to the team that felt like it was missing. Um, obviously, massive sadness that he went down. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be with the team next year. Um, I think the the fact that he he declined, you know, surgery from the the, the Heat organization and went sort of outside the organization. That I heard that he went sort of, you know, to his personal doctors and stuff like that. Um, the fact that you know it, it doesn't seem like there's, I don't know, there's not much sort of Oladipo chat in the Miami sphere mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, I just feel like maybe in his mind this was a good fit. But now that he's in it, maybe it might not be. I know, obviously, he's injured, so it's obviously difficult to tell. But it just feels like he doesn't quite belong here. No one's talking about him. He wasn't mentioned hardly at all. And was he mentioned at, in the presser at all? I don't even I, know. Only, only, only to sort of say that. Yeah, just we'll, to just, it, we'll, we'll, we'll work, work him out, out in the. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to be back. No. No, I'll Which be surprised because I enjoyed it. It is sad. I think that if he does, it will be maybe on some sort of exception level um, and he'll want to be here. It's whether he wants to be um, a part of it. Every indication is that he was desperate to be here from the start. So you never know. We could see him. We could see him. But I'm with you, Danny. I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. I'm not think, we're not going to be committing any big money to him. That's for sure. No one will do, to be honest. Right. Final question then, guys. Um, we think that maybe, maybe Portland could tear it up a little bit here after their first round exit. Their idea was maybe that the or the ideology maybe was that perhaps the Clippers would have done as well, but now they've gone through, you would probably expect them to maybe get all the way into the finals now. Who knows? So um, the Kawhi dream might be sort of on the back burner. Is there any way, Sam, is there any way you can see how Pat could somehow get Dame Lillard to Miami? Um, Give us some hope. Give us some I mean, hope. Man. There are obstacles. But there are none. But there are none. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any, anything's possible. I mean, we've seen what's happened with the big contracts with um, Russell Westbrook, John Wall, exactly. Chris Paul just exactly. being shipped around. There is a way to get things done, and Pat will find a way if there is one. Okay, so let's ask you then. So Dame Lillard, they say, yeah, you can have Dame, but we want Bam, we want Duncan, we want Tyler, we want Dragic, uh, and whatever draft stuff you've got. You doing it? 31 years old, I think. Uh, yeah, um, 
Just remember, your, remember your Twitter name was Bambora. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we get Damian Lillard, I'm a bit more comfortable letting Duncan Robertson go. But Bam's a bit is a bit too much of a stretch for me. Okay. That's some extension as well. We'll have two guys on like 50 million, mm. won't we, <laughs> in a couple of years' time. Right, okay. Um, final question to you all before we leave it, guys. Um, Danny, two guys, realistically, that you think will be on this team next year who aren't at the moment. I'm going to give you mine while you both, while you all think. I'm going to give you mine. I think Cole Lowry will be almost certain. I'll be honest with you. I think I think that's the, that's the need. I'm going to go with DeRozan. I think he's the next guy that I think it depends on the money. I think if he, if he if he commands that thirty million, which to be honest, he's still a borderline all star, so he can go and get that bag. But I think if he thinks, okay, I could take a cut here, Cole Lowry could come in, Jimmy Butler could be there, Bam will be there, Tyler could be there. It will then mean that Duncan won't be there because there was not enough money to go around. But I'll take DeRozan. I would take if we could get them four together. Whew, yep, I'll take that. So they're my guys. Um, Danny, you're still scratching your head. You want a bit yeah, more time? I'm still, yeah, I'm just, John, yeah, I'm... you think? Um, yeah, I'm definitely um, getting Kyle Lowry. Uh, so he would be at that point, but then we just need a free level Scott. I think, yeah, DeRozan or Tim Hardaway Jr., mate, realistically. Okay. Like it, and it is realistic. Yeah, Tim, Tim's a realistic one as well. So again, this will mean that Duncan won't be there because the the, the you know the luxury tax even doesn't go that far. Um, Sam, what are you thinking? I'm going to go very unexpected. I'm going to go... <laughs> Zach Levine, Ooh. and Kyle Lowry. Zach and Kyle, wow, that's some shooting. I like it. Yeah, uh, Danny's shaking his head at that. He's I, I, no, 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 it's not. I'm not shaking my head at that. I just, I just, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 pretty sure that that Kyle Lowry's going to be here. I, I agree with that. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know who else. Um, <laughs> but I think they're gonna, they're gonna try and figure out the. The 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 big situation I think is 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 the key, and I think okay. they can address that. Okay, do you know? I think they. Are. I think they are. I think they are. Mm. Uh, that's mm. that's my. The, the good, well, this is the good thing, guys, is there is so much flexibility. There's so many different ways we can go here, and that's what's going to make this an incredibly exciting summer. And I will leave it by saying that uh, Pat's last words were: "Yes, it was bad, but we will be back." And that gives me a lot of optimism to how this team's going to go. So it's going to be really exciting. We'll see what happens. We'll see who comes in. I'll be very surprised if it's not Kyle plus one. We'll see what we can do. We've got a lot of faith in this front office, as always. But, uh, guys, that was a lot of fun. That was the first ever live episode of Heating Up the UK to end this season. We're going to take a little bit of a content break now, um, a couple of weeks or so. We will still be active through the summer, but a little bit of a break coming up now while we uh, we get some much-deserved rest. Um, thank you very much for everybody who's joined in with us this season, who's commented, who's subscribed, all the rest of it. It's been fantastic. We will, um, we're going to be doing some big things again next year. We're going to be uh, giving a bit more production to this. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things coming on. I've got some other ideas in the pipeline as well. All will be revealed throughout the summer and we will continue to do uh, regular pods. But uh, yeah, a little bit of a break just for the next couple of weeks. So uh, again, thanks for everybody for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see what happens through the summer. Let's do it. Take care, guys. Cheers. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.